thing to come. And we're going to enter into worship and magnify the King of glory. We're going to lift him up and praise his holy name. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Praise him. We're going to begin in just a moment. Did Brother Scotty go back to the back? Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. So good to see all of you this evening. We've had several contact us not feeling well in their bodies, so we need to continue to pray one for another. Even without COVID, sickness is out there, and we're going to fight it from time to time. Amen. We just got to keep the faith and hold on and do the very best that we can. Amen. Glad that you're here this evening. Put a smile on your face, and let's worship the Lord in song tonight. It's hard to sing to the Lord, really it is, if there's no smile or joy. I mean, you know, make a joyful noise if you're not smiling. Now, there may be a song that touches you, and you're weeping, and that's okay. But frowning? Amen. I believe that's against the Scripture. You can't make a joyful noise That's right. with a frown on your face. That's right. So I think I've got Bible to say, you're singing tonight with a frown. Just do some repenting and put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. No matter how your day's been, the love of God surpasses it. So let's worship the Lord in song this evening. Oh, glory tonight.
that song. To sing of his love forever. Especially now that we've seen the light. Been born again of water and spirit. We ought to every day have a song in our heart. Thanking God for his love. I know that there are times even I'm not having a the best day. Many times God will put a song that I can't get out of my heart. Right. And it just picks me up and carries me through the day. Doesn't maybe improve the day. It just improves me. All right. Oh. Amen. That's a couple Amen. of sermons you've got now. Amen. Many sermons they call them. But they're good lessons for me. I was reading something today. It's called Words of Wisdom. And it really, it really, really ministered to me. Don't be angry because you can't change someone the way you'd wish them to be when you can't even change you the way you wish you would be. Now that ministered to me. Wow. Wow, I'm going to be thinking about that for some time. Amen. Amen. Let's sing another song to the Lord if we could.
reflect on that song. You can search anywhere you want to search for as long as you desire to. And you won't find anything or anyone that can even come close to Jesus. So why are you still searching? When he just said, come unto me. You know, if we would do that, our search in life would be fulfilled. And we could be made whole in him. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. You can return to your seats this evening. Praise the name of the Lord God of heaven. I am glad that you're here tonight. For all of those that are parents or grandparents with our academy, remember, text went out, we have a very important meeting after church, a very important meeting. So please, please, please stay. Sister Rodriguez, do we have some more food out there for those that may want some food? Just help yourself and after service or after the meeting. I'm sure there'll be some left after the meeting. The meeting shouldn't be that long. Amen. What I'd like to begin announcing for our church retreat, church camp, June 28th, 30th, and excuse me, June 28th, 29th, and 30th, there's a registration form out there that's going to be mandatory. It's going to be mandatory. Why? So we can know who's coming. We have to prepare. Now, as you read this, some of it may not apply to you, and that's all right. For example, when you put your name of your family, how many is attending and their ages, that will apply. But then it talks about the registration of $50. Remember, that's for food. So if you're not going to eat the camp food, just put in A there where it says total. All right? Everybody listening. The T-shirts you've already picked, and they're due. The payment is due this Sunday. Volunteer. That is important, and it can be more than one category. You can mark them all. That would make me happy. All right? Volunteer. Boom, boom, boom. You can, oh, wow. And then there's some events here that you may be interested. I'm not saying we can have all of them, but we'll get an idea of how many we have that are interested, for example, in kickball or ladies' hours or hair tutorial tours. Pancake. Mark me down. I'm interested in pancake decoration because I get to eat what I decorate. Amen. You know, so please, this is mandatory, and I have to have these by the last Sunday of May. Please, it's not that hard. They're right out there. It's one sheet, not much writing, one per family. It's not hard, all right? Also, I have out there, stapled together, it says here, Youth and Adults Code of Conduct Expectations. All right? Now, I can't cover everything. But I did put a caveat in there that if I think something can be improved, then I can come up and say, hey, I know it wasn't listed, but that is not modest. That's not what we're here, so forth and so on. So please, please do that. T-shirts, again, are due by this Sunday. Amen. We need 50 T-shirts ordered and paid for before we can even make an order. 
All right? And so it's strictly up to you. Amen. Let's see if there's any other announcements that I have on here. I don't see any, any other announcements. My wife will be texting the ladies. It'll be sometime in May. We don't know when, a Saturday. She's thinking and praying about what day to have some of the ladies and young ladies come out for fellowship in Holland where we live. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any other announcements? Any other announcements? All right. Okay. Elder is going to receive any gift that you may have this evening. If you're not able to come, just let him know. He'll come where you're at. And we are going to sing another song to Jesus.
Amen. Jesus. No God like him. You may be seated in our ensemble. Can be seated. Brother John Brown was going to teach tonight. And I don't know if he kind of prophesied or what he did. He, he said, well, I see that you may be. And I said, well, no, you prepare. And, and I was doing some things there at home and, and uh, cutting some grass and so forth. And the Lord just dropped something in my heart. I mean, pow. So I said, okay. Amen. Amen. Some of you really got excited when you heard that. I pray we stay that way when I bring this to us. I'm going to say this again. When I'm preaching or teaching, it's to all of us, including me. Amen. Now, I'm going to be reading in a very familiar passage of Scripture. Some of you can quote this without even going to your word, but we're going to turn there so that we don't make any mistakes. That's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Anybody want to quote that without looking at their Bible? Oh, wait a minute. You can't look up there either. There you go. Anybody want to try to quote that? They didn't see that. They didn't see anybody. All right. Okay. Well, I'll read it for you. Quote. You know, really, this all of this is a quote. Well, it really is. God spoke through holy men as they were moved by God's Spirit. Matthew 6, 33 and 34 says this, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. You may be seated. I'd like to leave this little thought to you. On one hand and the other. On one hand and the other. Now, tonight I'm going to be asking us some questions that I hope you ask yourself. Because when I wrote them down, I had to ask myself. The Bible says here that Gentiles, that's you and I, we really seek the things of this life and clothes and food and shelter and other things that we feel like that are a necessity. We seek those things. We're not careful. We get caught up seeking those things. And because of that, the Lord was trying to teach, hey, stop it. Seek me first in my righteousness and the other things that I know you need. And he went on to use the birds of the air. He takes care of them. The grass of the field, he takes care of it. He said, you are of more value than these. Now, that's easy for me to say that to us. But in day-to-day life, if we're not careful our seeking is out of order. Stay with me, please. God dropped this in my heart. There's no doubt about it. Our seeking, if we're not careful, turns into an enslavement. I'm not talking about seeking the Lord in His rights. I'm talking about seeking the things Wholesome things even 
of this life. If we're not careful, they can, can turn and entrap us. The Bible says if we're going to be a good soldier, then we cannot get tangled with the things of this life. And that's what the Bible says. And I think that's good enough for me. Now, Matthew 6.21 says this. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now, it's very evident. Somebody doesn't have to be able to look in your body and read your heart by seeing your lifestyle to know where your treasure's at. Where your heart is, your treasure is there also. The condition or state of your heart will mandate what you're seeking first. What you're seeking first. On one hand and on the other. Nobody in here, I don't think, would raise their hand and say, I've been seeking the world more than I've been seeking God. It would be nice if you would do that if that's the case, and that way you can confess your faults one to another. But if we're honest with ourselves, if we're not careful, we are seeking too much the things of this life than the things of God in His righteousness. Where my heart is, that's my treasure. Now, I'm going to cover things briefly, and some of the things I'm going to cover, some of you will not like at all, and so I'm used to that. It's, I didn't know who was going to be here. I just know what God spoke to me on that tractor. Boom. Ask these questions to you and to the congregation. And so I'm going to. Do you understand it's very evident? Who's got a wallet with them real quick? It's amazing you carry that wallet everywhere you go. It's almost as important as a cell phone. <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you. Where your cell phone is, there's your treasure. We're laughing, but that's true. How many of us, if we couldn't find our cell phone right now, would slip out? Some of them would. They'd do me as discreetly. I can see all of you. You're not leaving without me seeing you. Same thing if, where's my billfold? Where's my purse? I just got paid. You would forget about everything that I was saying. Where your heart is, that's what you're seeking. All of us, me, you, all of us. Amen. That goes for teenagers too. They say, I didn't come up with a saying, God really said it. 
men have tried to put some spin on it, but you can tell where your heart is by your bank statement and your receipts. So I'm going to be honest with you. Most of our hearts belong to Walmart. We're laughing, but this, and I'm glad you're, you're, you're getting this, but I'm telling you, it seems like, and I, I don't want to go there yet. Not yet, but I will get there. Where your treasure is, your heart's going to be. Where your heart is, your treasure. You can't separate them. And you can't hide them. You don't need an accountant for God to know where your heart is. You don't need a doctor. You don't really need anybody to tell you because God knows exactly where we are at and what our treasure is. On one hand or the other. You got two hands. I'd rather bring them together and seek God instead of trying to seek this. In fact, Matthew 6, 24, no man, of course, that's woman too, or teenager, can serve two masters. Now, I like the way he broke this down, masters. In other words, that billfold in purse is a master. Well, it's getting quiet and you all getting fidgety, but that's what it says. That's what man means is money. You can't serve your money and God. Both of them are masters. God is my master. And if you're not careful, your dollar will rule you. I don't care that our forefathers who really tried to put God first put on our money and God we trust. Some of us are very evident. We don't believe that. He says, you can't serve your checking account, your bank account, and God. You can't do it. Either you're going to hate one and love the other, you're going to hold to one and let go of the other. That's the only, you cannot do it. I'm getting a little passionate here because this applies to me. You say, wait a minute, Pastor, wait a minute, Pastor. We need finances to meet our needs. God just said he knows the need you have. He understands a man doesn't work. He ought not eat. He understands that. But where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? Quoted it pretty good there. You cannot serve God and money. Money is a tool, but it can also be your master when you won't let go of it the way you should let go of it. Amen. 
So I want to get to these questions for you and I. And I'm not just saying you and I just so you'd feel better because I'm including me. This is you and I. We've, we've got to address these questions in our life. If we're going to be saved, we've got to address these questions. Is the kingdom of God, can we just say God? You can't separate the kingdom of God and God. Just like you can't separate the word from God. Is the kingdom of God first in my life? Or is this life first in my life? And God, I'm just trying to hold on to. If you ask these questions with honesty, you'll get the answer to what's first in your life. Here we go. Question number one. Does my family come before God? You cannot argue with the scripture without understanding that I am wrong. Scripture is true. Every man is a liar. He said very plainly, I've got to come before your family. So, are you, those that may be listening, those that I don't know where they're at, I, I hope that they're okay. They should be hearing this sermon. You're going to hear this again. Because if you want to go to heaven, you've got to answer this question correctly and mean it. Does God come first before my spouse? Does he come first before my children? Does he come first before any relative? And if you are saying yes, but your heart is indicating otherwise, you just lied to yourself. God already knew you lied. Quick example, a quick example. You got a birthday or something going on, and it's on a church day, and you go there instead of here. That just goes to show you that family comes first. God told him, hey, let the dead bury the dead. He said, hey, don't worry about that land you just bought. Hey, don't worry about those six oxen. Don't worry that you just got married. I'm going to go a little further. Can I go a little further? Can I go a little? I'm going to anyway. You get married, and you're going to go on a honeymoon. Most of us do. All right? Do you wait until after a service on Sunday, or do you miss Sunday? Think about what I'm saying. If you miss a Sunday when you can make a Sunday service and then take off, it's telling me, and God, that your honeymoon is more important than that service. And your marriage cannot be built and be successful without putting God first. I, I, I wasn't expecting it to be easy, but these are the questions I've got to ask myself. 
It reminds me of a couple in the Philippines that my wife and I were there, and they asked us to come and pray for their baby. I was not ready for this. I, I wasn't ready for this. When I saw that child, my mouth must have been open. I could not believe its condition. I just couldn't believe it. I don't think I've seen anything like it before in my life. It was that bad. That couple never missed a service with their baby. They even led the music one night. And their baby ended up dying. But even after that, they never missed a service. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's very evident that God was first in their life. And because God was first in their life, they had another child that was healthy and beautiful because they put God first. In America, we really, I really, you really don't know how to put God first. God is more of a convenient. Amen. What I'm preaching tonight is true. In our country, God has become a convenient. What am I talking about? God, I'm sick. Will you hear me? God, I need a financial blessing. Would you give it to me? God, I need an answer. Will you give it to me? But yet, we're so lax in our commitment to even church attendance. I don't want to get ahead of myself with some other questions. This is just question one. I've got about seven. Number two. Now, when I say this, I... I I shouldn't have to, but I'm going to. There are jobs that people have. Their schedules are made, and they can't change those schedules. But there are jobs that you control your time. So I'm asking you, I'm asking you, I'm asking me. Is your job more important than God? You couldn't even work if it wasn't for God. Again, I've already said it. There's some jobs that are scheduled, and you're on that schedule, and you can't do anything about that. But there's some things that we can do something about, but we choose. What, what comes first? You say, well, I couldn't make it without my job. Friend, honey, sweet pity, you couldn't make it without God. Don't you understand that God's got a schedule? That goes to something else with that schedule when you can. Now, there are times on Wednesdays especially you can't, but on Sundays there shouldn't be no reason if you're off. If you keep being late at your job, I guarantee you that boss is going to say, no need coming back. I don't understand it. Evidently, God's not coming first. Your nap's coming first. Or whatever else you're doing coming first. That video game's coming first. Whatever you're doing on Sunday afternoon, when you know it's time to get up, get ready, get yourself in gear, get down to the church house and pray. If you're coming in on a Sunday afternoon and you've been off all day and you cannot make it early enough to pray at 545, there is something wrong in your priorities with mammon and God. 
I'm not backing up from that. If God was first, you'd be here early if you had to be. I'm going to pray because that's the schedule. That's what my master expects of me. <laughs> Honey, there's a payday coming. There's a reward coming. And if you haven't sold out and God is first, your reward is not what you're going to think it's going to be. Does my decisions, opinions, or wants come before the directives of the Word of God? Well, I think, I feel, I've been praying. I'll tell you of a true, true incident. My wife just had surgery. Bless her heart. She's... She's had a go of it, but she just had surgery. We was in the green church down there, uh, and and she started bleeding. And there was a person that wanted to talk to me, and of course she was in the room. And I said, "Look, we need to go." She said, "No, no, no, no. I'll be okay. Just finish it." And this person began, and this person was in a relationship, an adulterous relationship, and. She said, nobody's going to corrupt the word of God. I said, you got scripture on this that it's okay? Yeah, God gave me scripture. Let me see it. Oh, no, you're, you're, you're not going to corrupt it. You're not going to change. I said, this meeting is over. I got up. It was over. It was done. That person later repented. If we're not careful, we'll get just like that. I've been praying. I've twisted this. No need for the man of God to see it. I, I don't want him to say this is not what it means. Well, evidently, you know that's what I would say or you'd just come to me and. So evidently, if we're not careful, my decisions, my choices, my wants supersede the instructions and commands of the word of God. So God cannot be first. And if he's not first. I don't think he'll be at all. Because he's a jealous God. He's not sharing me with anyone. Let's get on to the next question. I hope that you will indeed ask yourself these questions. Because even if I'm guilty of every single one of them. The hope is I can repent and change it. Here we go. Do I have an attraction to an individual of opposite gender, of course? <laughs> I, I shouldn't have to clarify that. That comes before God. Well, I know what the pastor has been preaching. I know what the Word of God says, but wow, they're so nice. I'm so in love. Bible says if you love God, you'll keep his commandments. So evidently, you're loving this individual more than you're loving God. On one hand, I say I love God. On the other, say, I love you. 
Don't worry about what the word says. Let's hang out together. I know. I was on the practice. Gloves, hat, mask. Here, I had a mask. Because, you know, you don't want that all that grass blowing in. And the Lord said, whoop. I said, okay, I'll do it. Some aren't going to be happy with it. He said, those same folks are very seldom happy with what you preach. I can't, you can't change the word of God whether you agree or not. The word of God is settled. And I'm telling you right now, if you love that individual who is not born again or sold out to God more than you love God, then you are not putting God first. Mm -mm. (laughs) Number five. Almost there, number seven. I just got seven. Number five. Does your agenda or plan come before God's vision Outlined through your pastor. Are you spending more time on what your dreams are and what you've got going on in your life trying to build your kingdom than what your pastor says is the vision for your church where you attend? God's not first in your life. How can you be building your kingdom when your pastor has a vision things of this church and you're not totally sold out and involved in it. Something's wrong. You've lost your commitment to your church. Amen. Amen. I didn't say you couldn't have plans. I didn't say that, did I? They just cannot Come before the vision or visions that God places in this church. Number six. Do you have time for what you desire? Your vision, your plan, your hobby, where you want to go, who you want to spend time with. Yet you have very little or no time for God or his activities within your local church. You're not seeking God first. Now, I can tell by body language, even though I didn't even have to see you, I can feel it. I love you. And I'm preaching because God told me to preach this. And it's something we all need to look at in our own lives and make some changes right now. We need to make up our mind. My dream, my agenda, my attraction, my decisions can be put on the back burner. Let me get involved with the church because God says he will add the rest to you. Number seven. I've saved the best for last. Who controls your purse strings? Many have said, whoever controls your finances control you. 
They have also said one spends their money. I put there in parentheses because it's not your money. It's not my money. God just allows me life and health, the ability to make money. He expects me to use it for his kingdom. If I'm seeking him first, Okay, I've got to give you this biblical principle. Cain and Abel. Now, let's see if we're on target here. Let's see. Who killed who? Because of what? He was jealous because God received Abel's offering. But he basically said, Cain, your offering is not good enough. Okay. Is it because Cain gave from the field? Not at all. I've taught on this before. You see, Abel gave the first. Cain gave in the process of time. He gave the end of the season. In the process of time, he gave what was ever left over after he used it. God does not have your pocketbook, your billfold. He does not have you. Am I saying that you're supposed to give every dime you make? Of course not. Unless God asks you. Aren't we glad he hasn't? Even your pastor hasn't. But he does say, if you want to be accepted, then give me what's mine, the first fruits. Now, I know every time a preacher gets on money, boy, it's, read the book. There's more about money in the book than a lot of things. God said, prove me. If you're seeking God first, then the first thing that comes out of your check would be your tithes. You wouldn't buy groceries. You wouldn't put fuel in your car. You surely wouldn't be buying a pack of cigarettes or alcohol. Or Mickey D's. Oh, Golden Chick. For those of you, you know whether or not you're faithful in your giving. And why do you do it? Because God makes you do it. See, the apostolic world has gotten a bad habit, and I've tried to break this from them, but I still hear it quite often. Pay tithes. No, sir. No, sir. That is the wrong terminology. You do not pay tithes. You give tithes. Paying means you're forced. Giving is free will. 
And 10%, you know, God made it so easy. He made it so easy. It wasn't 6.78, 8.25. You know, he made it. I mean, really, he made it so easy. You know, it wasn't point zero one four five Medicare. He made it easy. Look at your check. Not after the deductions. Gross. All you got to do is take the gross. Let's have a math lesson. Let's say you make $1,000 gross. Can anybody tell me what the tithe is? It's pretty simple, isn't it? I wonder why some don't give. Because God's not first. Well, let's say you make 2000 What would be your tithe? That's pretty simple. Well, let's make it a little harder. What if you made fifteen fifty? What is fifteen fifty? What's the tithe of fifteen fifty? Well, we can divide it as times it by point one. What if you made sixteen twenty five? Uh oh, now we're getting into rounding. And you can tell where somebody's at with God when they give, when they give $162.50. Now they tithe to the letter. Me, me, my wife and I, 163. I hadn't even got in the half shekel yet. The half shekel, the offering, is supposed to take care of all the lights in the building. Can I go here just real I'll be I'll be kind. You expect me to pay for everything and you enjoy it. That's true too. And and I do it. Because I love God. And I want you not doing this. I want you to have a nice place to come and worship the Lord. Read the book where your heart is, your treasure will be here also. The offering, truly, by the Word of God, is to pay for every expense this church incurs. The half shekel was for the maintenance of the tabernacle. Or the temple. So all these questions, seven of them, and I rest. The Lord bless you tonight. The Lord keeps you. The Lord shine his face upon you. Remember, we have a meeting, parents and grandparents. The rest of you, may the Lord go with you. There's food out in the welcome center.